please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Pull it down to stop. Get ready for the seminar. Just pull the screen down, okay, at the top, right? Pull it down to stop. Camera back, okay? And. Hey, Anna, good morning. Anna's going to be working on camera this morning. And as we get ready to do the Medicaid crisis planning seminar uh, at the Neal Senior Center here in Shelby, North Carolina. So, if you just want to do it, you can even put it in here. Okay. Set the tripod down, okay, and just sit down and set it up. That's what I would do. Okay, uh, good morning. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I may know some of you. I, I, see, I see a couple of familiar faces that, I, that I've seen before. Um, I'm Greg McIntyre. I'm the elder law guy. Um, uh, I'm here to talk about Medicaid crisis planning, okay? That's what we're here to do today and have some coffee and donuts. So how are the coffee and donuts? Good, good, good. Duncan was good enough to supply those for us this morning. And uh, so I'm an elder law attorney in Shelby at 123 West Marion Street, okay? With McIntyre Elder Law helping seniors protect their assets and legacies, okay? That's what I do. Uh, that's what I'm passionate about. Um, elder law is a little bit of different type of law, okay? I practiced door law for a long time, which means anything that walked through the door, okay? Uh, and then over the last several years, just narrowed it down to just elder law, okay? And that's all we really get out and talk about is elder law. That's where I'm in hours of study all the time, okay? Uh, and work with seniors. I'm proud to be a, a member of Elder Council, which is a national group of elder law attorneys uh, that helped me solve any problems that I might not have seen before. And I help other attorneys as well. So it's not just me standing up here. It's, it's all the other attorneys that are also members of the Elder Council across the state and across the nation, okay? Um, so, so proud to be a part of that. That gives me just the ability to solve uh, a mere, uh, lots of problems, okay? So jumping right in, okay, because we took a little time this morning to, uh, to make sure we got the coffee and donuts and get everything set up. This is on literally Medicaid crisis plan, okay? That's what, that's what this seminar is on. Okay, uh, there's three parts to my practice. There's pre-planning, Medicaid crisis planning, and probate. I do veterans planning as well, and that goes in with pre-planning and Medicaid crisis planning, okay? Uh, I'm a former veteran. I wear the flag generally every day along with my name tag, Greg, so that I don't forget my name, and, uh, and a 100% pin because that's what I try to do all the time, okay? Um, so... What's the difference between Medicare and Medicaid? Does anybody know? When it comes to a senior or long-term care or health care? You know. I think Take a stab at it. Be brave. When, 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 when you get Medicaid, that means you're on the lower income of and um, it, it, it helps people work that much. And, um, just got sick early and wasn't, wasn't able to. Is that Medicaid? Yeah, that's Medicaid. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm giving the seminar, so I can explain, okay? Mm -hmm. um, what else? I Anybody have Medicare. Else? It takes a little bit out of my check every mm -hmm. month to pay for mm -hmm. uh, a small amount. 
Okay. Comes out of my check. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it and takes uh, eighty percent, I think, of uh, whatever. You got a bill. Okay. And your prescription. Okay. Sure. So let me tell you how I think of it and break it down. I try to be as simple as possible with the way I construct the rules, okay, and interpret the rules. So Medicare is for health care, okay? If you get sick, you have to go to the doctor, you have to go to the hospital. That's a Medicare situation, okay? Medicare is going to cover the cost of that, uh, of that procedure, okay, that you need, all right? Pay for regular doctor's visits, things of that nature, right? Now, there's a supplement that you can buy that's a private insurance supplement, right? You guys familiar with that? Yes. That's a Medicare supplement, right? Yes. Okay? And that will fill in the holes and pay for what Medicare won't pay for, right? Okay. Um, so so that's Medicare in a nutshell. Yes. I mean, other than what you pay out of your Social Security check? It is. Okay. So you have to go to a private insurance agent, okay, and get a Medicare supplement, okay? And we know private insurance agents that are familiar with seniors' issues and Medicare supplements, okay, that are that work with us on a regular basis, okay? There's one in the county that, uh, that's extremely knowledgeable. She is extremely knowledgeable about that subject and, uh, and can help you out, okay? Call me. Uh, I'll pass along that information, okay? Um, I do not sell insurance. I'm an attorney, okay? But I do work with financial professionals, okay, to help seniors all the time. Medicaid. When I relate Medicaid to seniors, I'm talking about special assistance Medicaid or long-term care Medicaid. Okay? So nursing home Medicaid or paying for assisted living or in-home care. Medicare will not pay for a long-term stay in a skilled nursing facility, a nursing home, or assisted living. Medicare would pay for 20 days that's it of you staying in somewhere like that. And then who pays? You do. If you have a supplement, you supplement will pick up and pay for 80 days. So there's 100 days that are covered there. Okay? After that, if you don't have a supplement, you do. After that, you do. Okay? So you would come in and pay out of pocket. Okay? Right? Has anyone had experience with this? You have. I have to. You have to. Um, this was my husband. Okay. And he lives 20 days, and then he gets ready to come home. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Did he have a supplement? Yes, he does. So that would have kicked in and helped pay for a little while. Yes. But that's a scary situation. So, because if you have to stay there, then. You have to start paying out of pocket. And and the cost can be quite a bit. That's correct. It does. Chances of seniors needing care, according to a 2005 Department of Health and Human Services report, there's a 70% chance that people over 65, when that report was written in 2005, would need some type of long-term care, either in-home assisted living, or nursing home care, okay? So those are better than Vegas odds, right? In favor of the house, okay? Um, 
And Vegas wasn't built on winners, okay? So you, so you have to be aware that that's the reality. I want a number of the people in the room. One, remember your number. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay? Can you ladies stand up for me? Stand up for me. We'll have an exercise. <laughs> Can, can you ladies here stand up? You're fine. If you're really if you, that's what health is, okay? Okay. Oh, good. Good. Okay. So, one sit down. One sit down. Ten sit down. Seven sit down. Five sit down. Three sit down. Two sit <laughs> And ma'am, if you'll sit down. Okay. These are the people in the room that did not need long-term care. Everybody else in the room needed long-term care. That's what those odds mean. You guys can sit up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being a good sport. Thank you. Um, so, that's just a quick illustration. That's 7 out of 10 people. That's 70%. That's the odds. The majority of the room would need some type of long-term care. Okay? That means that you're going to tap the savings, your retirement savings, okay? And have to start spending that down out of pocket. Okay? And there's a certain way under the law to do that. And that's what I want to talk about. Okay? Because people come to me all the time in emergency situations. It's better if we can pre-plan, we can avoid that situation. But they come to me in emergency situations and they're like, ah, what do we do? You know, my wife has to go to assisted living or nursing facility. And we have a plan. They're, you know, they want us to spend down all our retirement money except for a small amount. And i got to live for the next 20 or 30 years, you know. And... Then they'll put a lien on my house, you know. They'll let us live there while we're alive, but then we can't, you know, they'll take it. Or it'll be sold in probate to satisfy anything other. Why is it a big deal to pay out of pocket? Well, that's not a big deal. I just pay for it. Hmm. Home health care aides are, on average, $21 an hour across the nation. Assisted living facilities are around $40,000 a year across the nation. And nursing home facilities around $76,000 on average, national average, okay? That's a lot of money per year. And you could have other costs and incidental costs above that, okay? So if you're coming out of pocket $75,000, $100,000 per year to pay for care, that could quickly zap in this state, okay? And retirement savings. My grandfather McIntyre grew up in Cleveland County. Worked very hard to get a farmhouse in Latimer and uh, lost it in the My grandfather did not plan to be in assisted living for the last 15 years of his life until he was around 98 and a half. But he had to sell the farm. Yet he lost everything he owned, his truck, you know, everything. Because he was in assisted living for 15 years. 
Okay? If he could have come and seen someone like me, I would have placed a ladybird in on the house, and we would have done some planning with any cash retirement savings he had to try to save all, all or part of it. Even that's just an emergency situation. We could have saved everything ahead of time so that, that he could have kept that, kept that in the family, and kept that dignity of having what he worked so hard for his entire life as a tent far, farmer and furniture man in Cleveland County. So, what if there's a dementia or Alzheimer's patient? What if you have a pre-planned and there's a and, and, and the person, like for instance, there's a husband who has dementia or Alzheimer's, and the wife comes in, what can we do? His name is on the deed, or the son and daughter come in, what can we do to save mom's house? To save the assets, to save money, to save retirement funds? If you have a power of attorney ahead of, in, in place ahead of time, then they can act in your best interest on your behalf. If not, then you have to go to the courthouse and institute a guardianship proceeding and then beg the clerk to do what you want to do with the problem. So it's very good to have one of those in place that will allow a spouse or children to plan. Put, put one in place ahead of time. Designate the trusted family member to be able to act on your behalf. When will long-term Medicaid pay? When will Medicaid come in and start paying? When will they come in and start helping you pay for nursing home or take over paying for nursing home or assisted living care? After you spent usually most of your money down, okay? Let me tell you those situations. For a nursing home or assisted living resident, you can keep $2,000 in assets. That's your resource amount, okay, or resource money, right? $2,000 in assets. That's it. You can keep your home at that time if you tell them you have an intent to, to remain in the home or go back to the home. Okay? But that doesn't mean that it won't be sold in probate to pay the Medicaid lien in the end. And that's usually how it's taken. You're not in your head. Have you seen that happen? Okay. Has anyone ever seen a house taken away and all the money spent down and someone gets in that situation? Yeah, my mother. Your mother? Okay. That's what we want to avoid, because that gives the family option. So, what if you're married? So if there's a healthy spouse, and one spouse has to go to a nursing home or assisted living facility, we, you, you can keep, the healthy spouse can keep this year $119,220. That's it. Now, some of you might say, oh, that's a lot of money. I mean, if I poured it out on the table, it might look like a lot of money. But if you've got to live as a healthy spouse for a good long time, that, that's not going to get you very far with a good lifestyle that you want. Okay? So, so a lot of people are concerned that this is way too low. Mm -hmm. That you ought to be able to keep more because you work for it. You pay into the system. What about the rest of the money? If you have, let's say you have. Two hundred, three hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars. Let's say three hundred thousand dollars. And you know you can save a healthy spouse about hundred twenty. But your husband, for instance, with this crowd, with this group, your husband is is going to a nursing home or assisted living facility. 
Um, how do you keep the rest? How do you keep the other uh, $180,000 that you and your husband worked so hard for? Medicaid would say, just go spend it down on health care, funeral costs, burial plot, you know, headstone, car, spend it on a car. You could spend it on improving your house to be more handicap accessible, for instance. I could put it in a ramp, maybe bars in the, the bathrooms, roll-in showers. You could spend it on those types of things. But, you know, what about keeping it to live on? Okay, and keeping it so that you can have that for retirement. Well, what we do is we can use tools, legal tools and financial tools, so that you keep the rest. In a married couple situation with a healthy spouse, we can generally keep 100% of the cash assets. In a single person situation where there's no spouse, we can keep 50 to 60% of the cash assets. Assets. And after that, after we set it up correctly under the Medicaid rules and the law, and work with Medicaid and the social workers over there, and we do that on a regular basis, they're the experts, we love them, and they help us do what we did. Medicaid will come in and pay for long-term care for you or your spouse. And we work with families all the time to make that happen. We'll also want to look at saving real estate. Does anyone have any questions about that slide that I just put, put up there? Let me go back. Does anyone have any questions about that slide? We have a question over here. Yes, ma'am. Is that 119, does that include your house? No. No. You can still stay there and live there. The healthy spouse can still stay there and live there. But Medicaid still would put a lien on that and, and, and try to get that in the probate estate. Well, that's happened to me. My husband had Alzheimer's. And yeah. when he started getting sort of bad, my right. son and I went to the social service to talk to him and see if we could get some aid if he had to go. He lived right. that long. And they uh, told him what we had in savings and investments and stuff. And no, I couldn't. We, we couldn't get no help. So it didn't take long. Well, they're not attorneys. They're not attorneys over there. No. But so they're not going to give you legal advice. No, they, they can't. They said just you'll have to spend down your cash, and it didn't take long to spend his IRA. So you just spent everything you worked for us away. When he uh, went to Caroline. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we work with that situation every day. Mm -hmm. There's someone in this room that is better than anyone that I've ever seen at doing this, and that's Anna, who's holding that little camera tripod over there, okay, and, and, and help set up to serve donuts. Usually, I, she would be working diligently in her office. She's, I know she's probably annoyed that I'm dragging her out today. She has so much work to do, but, uh, but I think she enjoys helping seniors save their, their assets and property. Uh, she's very good at it. And as a former employee of First National Bank for a number of years, uh, and just she's just very good at what she does. So she works with our seniors all the time to help save those funds under the rules. Um, uh, so, so yeah, we want to avoid getting that situation where we just go to social services are told, yeah, we just have to spend everything and then it's gone, okay? Had you had come to see me, I probably wasn't doing it at that time. I was still practicing door law. He passed in four. So 
we probably wanted to see them probably in 02. Yeah. No. So I became a lawyer in 2000. No, I had never heard of them. I graduated from law school in 2005. I had okay. never heard of an elder lobby. They weren't around really then, I don't think. And then I practiced a general practice for a number of years. And I always did estate planning, but just started delving deeper and deeper into this area and, and issues regarding seniors. And, uh, and elder law kind of came to the surface a little bit. It's still getting, people are still working out. There's not a ton of elder law attorneys out there about that, okay? Um, but that's what I've devoted my entire practice to. But, but today we can help a married couple try to save 100% of the cash assets and automatically protect the home. Yeah. Pass it outside of the probate estate directly to your loved ones, say your children, when the last one you passes. And you stay in control of it during your life, your house, okay? Sounds good. Yeah. That's what we're able to do. So we've talked about that emergency situation and what Medicaid might tell you to do, what the social workers might tell you to do. And, and this is, they're just going to tell you what the law is. You, know, you can prepay utility bills, things like that. You can prepay hair appointments, you know, for a year. I know my, my mom did that for my grandmother. Uh, you can uh, pay money to funeral homes. We talked about that, to, to prepay funerals. Um, you can, what we haven't talked about are special needs trusts. If you have a special needs family member, we could give 100% of that to a trust for that family member, okay? And and, and shelter or save 100% of the cash assets, okay? That's another way to do it, okay? I think there's more attractive options than to give up control of that money. Lay bird deed on the homestead property and save assets using financial tools such as Medicaid compliant annuities, or there's a promissory note way to do it too. Um, but we use those financial tools and products all the time to save people money in those situations. For, so we talked about as a single person, we can save up to 50 to 60 percent of your retirement savings. If we pre-plan, let me make that clear. That's only in an emergency situation. Where you're in a nursing home now, or headed there quickly, and the family comes to me and says, "What are we going to do? We can't afford this health care for very long. How can we position ourselves so that we our money goes the farthest and mom gets the best care?" That's the situation I'm talking about. If we plan ahead, pre pre plan, I can set it up so we save everything. Okay, so we protect it ahead of time. A married couple in that same situation where somebody's in a nursing home or assisted living facility ahead there, we can generally say around 100% of the cash assets. The reason I say around 100% is because, you know, with IRAs and 401ks, there could be some tax consequences, okay? But those are generally offset for the most part by the healthcare expenses back here, okay? So, so if you know anyone, that is in an emergency situation and it's just doing what I call the hang your head spin down where you just go to social services, sit down and they tell you to spend all your money and that's what you gotta do. You just hush hush about it and tell them to call me. Please, I'll help them, okay? That's what I do. Um, it irritates me when I see that happen. That's why I give these talks 
so that I can educate people that there are options, okay, options that are not publicized. Who knows who that is? Lady Bird Johnson. And she was married to who? Lyndon B. Johnson, who implemented the Medicare Medicaid system, okay? So Lady Bird had a saying, do something that makes you feel uncomfortable every single day, okay? She's a pretty pretty neat lady. Um, the deeds are named after her. I think because he implemented that system, there's a couple of competing rumors out there, but they're essentially advanced life estate deeds. They're not accountable asset transfer for Medicaid purposes. So you could do one today, and then long-term care Medicaid could come in and pay for you or your spouse's health care tomorrow, okay? And they would not place a lien on that property. They would be they would grant the Medicaid paying for long-term care and not touch the house. That's been a viable option for the last couple of years for us in North Carolina as planning attorneys. It's been a viable option in other more retirement-friendly states like Florida for years. So I guess North Carolina is making a move to be senior and retirement-friendly, which I think is a smart move. It allows you to protect the home that you put so much money in and work for so many years. Okay? And it passes that property directly to your loved one, just like you're putting a beneficiary on a life insurance property. Oh, sorry, life insurance policy. So they automatically get it. Doesn't have to go through probate, don't have to go to the courthouse. It's just theirs. When the last one of you or your spouse passes away. A hundred years. Okay? So it's ex it's extremely it's an extremely good tool to use in emergency Medicaid planning purposes. I love to use it to plan ahead also. Planning ahead. Foundations, we talked about that a little bit. I suggest you plan ahead, get your affairs in order before the emergency takes place. It costs less money, it's less work for me, it's less work for you. General durable power attorney, so that someone can handle your affairs should you become incapacitated and not be able to. Your business affairs, pay the bills, make decisions. Banks will not talk to you if you're not on the account or don't have a very nicely drafted general durable power of attorney in place if the account holder has become incapacitated. Yes. Is that different from just a power of attorney? I call them a general durable power of attorney. Um, my powers of attorney are not all created equal. Okay? My general durable powers of attorney also have the ability to allow someone to do Medicaid planning and other planning that a, a, that a simple short form statutory power of attorney will not have. Okay? My powers of attorney, my long form powers of attorney are between 21 and 26 pages long. Okay? So, so the banks uh, have a very robust and very well drafted legal document and are less likely to say no in my opinion. Okay? To accept those and, and everything work without a hitch. Okay? So, yes, that's what I'm talking about is what most people call power of attorney. But I call it durable because it has a durability clause, and which it has to have to survive incapacity. The living will is also you need something else besides this. 
that's just going around you just signing what you want to do? Healthcare power of attorney would appoint someone in the family to make important healthcare decisions for you. Yeah. That would be important too. That way, when all the Indians are arguing about what to do with mom or dad's situation, you appoint one chief among them to speak to the facility, the doctor, the healthcare professionals, the nurses, okay? And then they can counsel with the Indians, the kids, you know? And then go, and you can put the, we, this document can be for the rest of your life. I have one now that could be for the rest of my life because I have three people named. Not all at the same time, but you know, if my wife were to pass away, God forbid, because I would die too because I have six kids. I don't know how to take care of them all with her, with her, her gone. Okay. Um, then, then my secondary power of attorney would come in and serve. And then, if that person were unable or unwilling to serve, my third option would come off the bench and serve. Right. Get in the game. Healthcare power of attorney, you could appoint them the same way, list them the same way. Okay. Um, living will. Living will is when you, you know, your, your body has far outlived your mind. We've probably all seen those situations feel very strongly about those situations on both sides of the issue. Um, some people do not want to be maintained in that situation, and they want to take that guilt-ridden decision off their children to have to make that decision, or off their loved one, their spouse to have to make that decision, and go ahead and make a statement of intent in the living will that says, if I'm in that situation, it's okay to let me go. And release the healthcare power of attorney that you appointed and make that decision, and the doctors from, from liability for following your wishes. Okay? That's a different document. Yeah, DNR is a different document. Those are things that uh, that you can get, I think, from the hospital. Okay, your healthcare power attorney can ask for one of those, or you can. Okay, but uh, a living will would get ahead of that. Would even be more advanced than that. And uh, and I would advise you to get one done. Any of these documents, the healthcare power attorney, the living will, go ahead and get a copy of your position. Okay. Um, so that they'll know what your wishes are. Will, still important to have a will, okay, if you're planning ahead, just to catch the things we can't pass directly, or we fail to pass directly, or any new property that comes into the estate. But if we set it up right, we're probably not going to pass things by will, we're just going to pass them directly to your mother. And shelter them from liens that can attach and probate, you know, wills probate. Medicare asset protection trust is a great plan ahead to to place your retirement funds in a Medicaid Asset Protection Trust to still pay you every month the same thing you get now. Um, and start the five-year clock ticking on those funds so that they're fully protected after that time, okay? But that's plan ahead. And that's not the title of this seminar. It's Medicaid Crisis Planning. Just wanted to let you know there are plan ahead options, okay, that are less costly and very effective. So next steps, one, you just talked about, you can plan ahead and sit down, talk about things, figure out a plan that might be right for you to protect what you worked so hard for. Or if you're in an emergency Medicaid crisis planning or Medicaid crisis situation, Somebody's going to a nursing home or assisted living facility has recently gone there or is in there and the money's being spent down very rapidly. 
then see an elder law attorney immediately. I wonder who you could see. That's a joke. Okay. <laughs> if you call me or my office, we'll always pick up the phone, okay? Um, I'm available 24 hours a day. I do have my cell phone all the time. Um, but yeah, those are, I think those are some options. Um, and thank you for being here today. Educational opportunities. If you have a group or you know someone that needs this message that you would like for me to speak to, please tell me. I would love to do that. I do it all the time. I was in Tryon yesterday speaking to a group about a different topic, but I love putting out that there are options for seniors to save their hard-earned assets and legacies. Okay? When I say legacies, when I say assets, I mean your money and your house and your land and the things you worked so hard for your whole life. When I say legacies, I mean sending the grandkids to college. You know, keeping that property in the family so that they, so that the next generations can build upon it. Okay, so that's what I mean when I say legacies. So let me know if you have someone else you'd like for me to come talk to, or a group, or a church, or anything you need. I love doing it. Okay, and my office is used to doing them. I don't know that they love for me to drag everybody out and do them all the time, but because uh, they take some planning, but I love doing them. So do you have any questions? Does anyone have any questions? I'd be glad to answer any questions. That was pretty quick. I'm proud of them. You got to keep. I got to do it. I got to do some information pretty quick. <coughs> any questions at all? If you want to ask me questions individually, you can see me after. You can see Miss Anna or me. And we will set you up for an appointment to meet with me individually in private in my office if you want. I'll come out and we'll sit down in your living room and talk about it if you want me to. Let me know, okay? And let Miss Anna know, okay? And, and we, the most important part of the presentation is uh, the, uh, the door prizes, okay? I've, I've had some door prizes that I purchased from the Senior Center gift shop. You may have seen some of these ceramic art items up there, but they're very pretty. One of them says, dream, believe, achieve. And that's an angel, okay? And she's, she's very pretty. And then this one, this one's a neat little, I don't know, looks like an English kind of piece or, or French piece, something like that. We look very nice sitting on a shelf somewhere. Or you could drink out of it. <laughs> you could bring it to the senior center and just drink out of it. <laughs> and this a, a mushroom jar. Okay? For mushrooms. Now, or you could put anything in it, right? Keepsakes. Or just set it out to look at. Okay? So, wanted to give those away. I passed out some feedback forms. Actually, Anna passed out some feedback forms earlier. If you would please fill out your information on the feedback form, fold it in four spoons. Anna, do you have any in that basket we could go collect those in? I do. I know exactly what, what I use to do that. Let me grab my basket.
Miss Louise has folded hers in force exactly, exactly like that. Yeah, that that way, that way I can't, I can't, I can't somebody. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, you did not have Okay, Anna, will you do our raffle drawing for us? <laughs> Anna's going to kill me. She's like, put me on the spot. No. I'll just hold things. I'll just have to be sure to get my camera so you can tell I, I'm not looking as I draw. Okay, you're not looking. So so I have all three. What are you doing? Do, do you want me to choose one? Yeah, I'm just shaking them up very well. Okay, she's going to choose one. Okay. And the first thing up is the we're going to do the the mushroom the mushroom canister first. Okay, Laura Nelson. Oh, that's me. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Nelson. Okay, next. Next, we're going to uh, do the the mug, the. Uh, <laughs> the mug that you, Louise the breakfast drink. Who? Louise? She's Alright, we need to pick a winner from this table. Yeah, we got to have a mix them up again. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Okay. And the grand winner is Dolores Hayes. Well, I, I tell you, I appreciate everyone coming out. Thank you so much. Make sure you get a, a cup of coffee or a donut on the way out to take with you. Make sure you fill, fill, fill your cup up with, uh, with coffee, okay? And let us know if we can do anything for you. And, th and Christine Pennington's here as well. Um, I didn't. Christine, tell them who you are really quickly. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm Christine Pennington. I'm 
Afghanistan, and I work closely with seniors and with Ray to make sure to help protect your assets. She is. She's on my team. I mean, we work very closely. Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elderlove. Foundational planning or more complex. Help when you're perplexed If a loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law State planning benefits and even probate We take the planning piece off your plate If you or your spouse were in the military We can help with benefits for your family Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre 